discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Last month was our month of what? Prayer and fasting, isn't it? And we were praying and fasting. We're having all nights, 24-hour prayer chains and all that. Hallelujah. This is August. And August is also another powerful month. I think, I think this month is too important. Hallelujah. August is a month of faith. Hallelujah. So, we are going to be learning how to put our faith to work. And how to access all the beautiful things that God has designed for us since the beginning of the world. Hallelujah. So, I'm preaching on faith. Faith. Say faith. Faith. Because it is our month of faith. It's our month of faith. Faith. What is faith? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, gives us a very good description and definition of faith. There are things we could say with our mouths in our own words, but there's nothing that describes faith more than how God described it in the Bible. The Bible says, now faith is a substance. Faith is now. Say faith is now. Not tomorrow. So you can't have faith. You can't say I have faith about this thing and have the future in mind. Do you understand? Faith is now. Now faith is the substance. If you have faith for something, then it means that you have the substance of that thing. Do you understand substance? Substance is anything that can be felt. Substance includes any form of matter. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Faith is what? Now. He says now faith is. Not faith was. Or faith will be. But faith is. When we talk about faith, when we say someone has faith about something, it means that nothing is present. It's in the now. Please, you understand? Yes. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, anything you hope, hope is futuristic. Faith is present. Hope is future. Do you understand? So, faith is not hope. And hope is not faith. But without hope, you can't have faith. Do you understand? Because faith is the substance of the things you've hoped for. So, oh, I'm hoping to get 100,000 Ghana cities to, to start my business. That is hope. That is hope. It's hope. And there's nothing wrong. Hope is important because without hope, you cannot have faith. Are you seeing it? Without hope, you cannot have faith. What do you hope for? Oh, I'm hoping to be married 
in 2021. It's a hope. And as long as it's a hope, you should know that that hope will not come to pass. Hope must be changed into something called faith. Then you can see the results, the fruits of what you want to see. I remember before we built this thing, I had a hope that we will get it done. There was no money. There was nothing. The amount of money that we had with us when we were going to start the project was 20,000 Ghana cities. Only 20,000 Ghana cities. Which could only buy iron rods for just a small section of the foundation. But I had a hope that we are going to get it done. It's going to be done. I'm hoping that in the next, this was built in how many months? Six months. In the next six months, it will be done. So, my hope led me to have faith. You understand? I converted my hope into faith. And there are things you do to convert your hope to faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. There are things you must do to convert your hope to faith. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? I hope to travel. I hope to go to school in uh, Afghanistan. Hallelujah. You don't like going to school in Afghanistan. It's also abrochery or it's not abrochery. It's abrochery. It's a type of abrochery. Hallelujah. You also, you sit in a plane. Oh, no, so you know, go, you know, go, you know, go take cargo. You go tap plane inside. No, so. Uh-huh. so Afghanistan is a good example. Receive Afghanistan. Hey, nobody was saying this. <laughs> Receive London, London, London. Hey. It's sad. It shows you how, how important it is for you to work on what you, what you have. If you have something, if you have something nice, people will come for it. Why don't you want to go to Afghanistan? Because it's like, oh, Charlie, you, maybe bombs are flying, something, you may die. But you want America. You know America? Or America? Someone said, I'm going to America. Somebody said, I'm going to America. Germany. Do you know Germany? Yeah. Germany. 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 Do you, do you know that I'm preaching? I'm preaching. Or, you know, and you, you can just, if you, if you develop what you have, people will come for it. You will be the, the joy of many nations. You will be the desire of many. So just work on yourself. Some time ago, America was not a place to visit. Because there was nothing there. But they worked, they worked on themselves over a long period. Over a 200 year period. When America was established, there was nothing. But they've worked. They've built roads. They, they went and said that we are going to build our road. And decided that we are building the road. And they built the road. There's man-made faith. And there's a God-made faith. There's the faith of God and there's faith. There's the faith of man. For instance, the faith of man is what causes you to trust that when you sit on the chair you are sitting on, it will not break. So you sit on the chair with your full weight. You don't sit on the chair checking to see if you will fall. You, you don't test it. Hey, let's see. No, you just sit on it. Why? Because you have natural, normal faith. And natural, normal faith can be developed into becoming something very big. That is why nations have what they have. Because they developed themselves. 
Okay? By their natural hope, which developed into faith. Hallelujah. So develop yourself. Tell them about develop yourself. I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is that you're involved in, make sure you develop it. Spend time on it. Spend time on it. Get into it. And people come from all over. Hallelujah. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence. The evidence. Faith is the evidence. See the evidence. Do you understand evidence? So, it is substance and it is evidence. It is the substance that, has evi- that produces evidence. It is substance. Faith is something you can feel. Faith is something you have. So, instead of saying, oh, I have the hope that I'll travel to America. You say something different. I am already in America. In fact, I have the visa and I'll be traveling very, very soon. By the next two months, I should be out of this country. Faith always gives time. It always gives timelines. Oh, by this time, I should, I should be there. By this time, this is what is going to happen. Not I'm hoping that I'll get the visa. You will struggle for a very long time. You will hope for a very long time. As for hope, eh, you can have hope. Oh, I'm hoping to, to be employed. Oh, I'm hoping to what? Give me, give me words. To marry. I'm hoping to marry. Hey. I'm hoping to go to school. You will hope for a very long time. Because hope is futuristic. You never give it any timeline. Do you get it? So you get into the future. And that hope will still be hope. You get into the future again. The future is just a second from now. So we just enter the future. We have entered another future. We have entered another future right now. We are just entering future like that. So you enter tomorrow and you realize that what you were hoping for is still hope. So it is important to convert your hope into faith. Now, why do you need faith? Because faith is too important. Without faith, you cannot enjoy any spiritual thing in your life. Let me show you some scriptures. Have I helped you with the definition of faith? Faith is a substance. So it's substance. So one man of God called David Yongicho, who had God teaching him about this particular thing, showing him the reality of the realm of faith, how that faith exists. There's a realm called faith. For instance, we live in the third-dimensional world. And because we are in the third-dimensional world, everything that we see, that is three, that our sight is three-dimensional and two-dimensional. So everything that we see in our three-dimensional world exists for us. Isn't it? But how about viruses and bacteria? Which dimension do they live in? Have you seen bacteria before in your life? Maybe you drew, I did biology, so maybe you drew, you drew bacteria in your, in your school. But it was a sketch from a book. If you want to see bacteria, you need special eyes, special lenses, with a certain kind of power that your eyes does not have to be able to look at viruses and bacteria which exist in the realm of the first dimension. The first dimension is the dimension of dots, viruses, bacteria. I mean, small, small things that you cannot see with your eyes. When you put a dot here and you put another dot here, a dot represents the first dimension. Another dot, because there's no length, there's no breadth, there's no height to a dot. It's just a dot, isn't it? Uh-huh. Bacteria are like dots. Viruses are like dots. But then you see their effect on your life. Someone can cough. 
<coughs> and not cover his mouth. And you are sitting by him. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What is it? Oh, sorry. Should I get you some water? You didn't know that he just released bacteria tuberculosis. Eh? What's the name of the tuberculosis bacteria? Mycobacterium tuberculosis. Can you see it with your eyes? Have you seen tuberculosis walking in your area before? Like you visited your area and you just saw tuberculosis walking around. You're like, hey, Mr. Tuberculosis, where are you going to? So I'm visiting this man here. He has been calling me for a very long time. Have you seen this one before? But it happens spiritually. It happens spiritually. Viruses respond to people. Yes, because people have been calling for them. I'm not feeling well. All the bacteria that is designed to not make you feel or start journeying towards you. Hey, they just mobilize. Hey, they are calling us. They are calling us in this area. Let's move it. Yeah, it's an emergency. You don't see them with your eyes, but they exist. Yeah? When you say I'm healthy, health starts running towards you. Hey, what a shock. That's why you shouldn't say any bad thing about your life. You're just spitting foolish things into your, into your future. I don't think I'll be married in my life. Aish! Aish! They're just coming. They'll visit you like something. When they visit you, you see that, hey, your life is not the same again. See, I'll be married. I'll give birth plenty. I'll give birth like a rabbit. It's a, it's a confession. I'll give them like a rabbit. Like I'm a sharp shooter. Yeah, when I, when I go one round with my wife, pop! Hey! Hey! A child is formed. Not 70,000 rounds and no nothing. 70,000 rounds. See, I give them like a rabbit. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that works in your life. Yeah. So, the first dimension world, it exists. It's there. Even though you may not see it with your eyes. When you connect two dots together with a line, okay, you start entering the second dimension. Hallelujah. The second dimension is the dimension of length and breadth without height. I get saying it. And the third dimension is the dimension that has length, breadth, and then height. And the third dimension is what we're living in. You can't live on a flat surface. A flat surface is not a house. It's many lines joined together. But you can't, you can't live inside you can't enter the, the, the ground like you enter. Where's your house? Oh, this is my house. You just point the ground. This is my house. How do you live there? Then you just enter the ground. Charlie, we will run away and leave you. you. Nobody can live in the second dimension. The second dimension is included in the third dimension. The first dimension is included in the second dimension. Okay? So the first dimension is controlled and moved by the second dimension. And the third dimension controls and moves the second and the, and the first dimension. So the third dimension includes the first dimension, includes the second dimension. Hope you get it. Yeah. But there's a fourth dimension which controls, includes, and changes how the third dimensional world functions. And that dimension is called the dimension of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's called the dimension of faith. And it's the spiritual dimension. The fact that you are not seeing with your eyes does not mean that it does not exist. It does. It exists. It's real. Just like you can't see viruses and bacteria. I want to exist. Do viruses and bacteria have length and breadth and height? Do they? Do they have length, breadth and height? They don't. They are normally dots. Is it true? Dots. You can't even see them with your eyes. Your physical eyes. Hallelujah. So the dimension of faith exists. So God was trying to teach this man of God 
about the fourth dimension. He has a book on it. I think you should read it. The fourth dimension is a very good book to help you on how faith works and how to put your faith. Write it down, fourth dimension. You should be a type of church member who is into reading books. Books that will help you develop as a Christian. So one day, he was asking God for a chair, an office desk, and then a bicycle to help him with his ministry. He had just started ministry in 1957, I think. And he needed a desk so that he can write on it. And a chair, an office chair, so that he can sit on it. And then a bicycle so that he can be riding around to visit his church members. He didn't have it. So he decided to pray, like we always do. Have you been praying? Mm. We all pray, so he decided to pray. So he prayed, God, give me bicycle. Give me office desk. Give me. Yeah. He was asking, give it to me. Give it to me. And he prayed for a very long time. Months passed. Nothing was happening. Three months, four months, five months. Nothing was happening. So he asked God, are you even real? He asked God, are you even real? What's all this that we are praying to? A God that we can't hear. We can't feel. We can't see. We can't touch. You talk, he doesn't talk back. Are you even real? Do you know that there are sound waves here that you cannot hear? With your ears. Do those sound waves exist? They do. They do. For instance, there are radio waves all over going through your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, your chest, everywhere, every part of your body, through your trousers, everywhere. But can you see them? What do you do if you want to see them? You get the right equipment or the right instrument. When you get the right instrument, you begin to hear people's voice saying things, talking. The reason why you are not hearing from God is because, you see, your ears are tuned to only physical things that are around you. You have not yet got the instrument of hearing God. You've not tuned in yet. God is like a radio station. He's always talking. God is a talker. God is a sanguine. More than a choleric even. God is a talker. Read your Bible. You see that Jesus was always talking. Always. And Jesus said, and Jesus said, even when nobody has asked him a question, and Jesus said, and Jesus said, he's a sanguine. He's always talking. Talking about things concerning your life and how your life can become better. So, God spoke to him and told him that, listen, I gave you the bicycle, the desk and all that, the very first day you asked, because you prayed in Jesus' name. I gave it to you. But you did not, you did not receive it when I gave it to you. So it's up to you. you can receive. It's either you receive it or you don't receive it. So he asked God, ah, so how do I receive? Then God told him, look at Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark eleven twenty-three. For verily I say unto you, no, 24, let's read 24 first, then we'll come to 23 later on. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, hmm? whatsoever things you want, you desire, whatever. He was desiring for a desk, for a bicycle, and for an office chair. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, when, the time that you pray, you kneel down and say, Father, I pray for a bicycle. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need in your life? A car. I pray for a car. A Mercedes-Benz C350. Now, you must be wise because... Okay, you are, I'll get there. I pray. Let's pray for something lower. What can we pray for? Laptop or a phone. What type of phone? iPhone. And you have to be specific too. iPhone what? Seven. 
iPhone X. Hey. Okay. Father, I pray for iPhone X. In the name of Jesus. If you get up and go, you didn't receive anything. You are a hope type of prayer. You are, you, that's, that, that, that's the type of prayer person you are. You, are you, you just knelt down and just prayed. Father, I pray for iPhone X. In the name of Jesus. The black type. The one that has the black back. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You haven't finished praying. You didn't pray in faith. Jesus says, when you pray, what whatsoever you desire, when you pray, the next thing to do after you've prayed is that you must believe that you receive them right there on your knees. So, Father, I pray for an iPhone X, the black type. I want the one that has double camera, the one that there's a camera. Just be imagining it. The one that has camera at the back, in the front, and all that. I want all of, all of that. I want one that will be able to make a lot of calls and receive Instagram, whatever, in the name of Jesus. 120, I want 128 gig in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the next thing you do is, I receive it now. To your glory, even in Jesus' name. Amen. When you wake up, hmm? when you wake up and you start moving, the next thing you do is that, I have, you should be talking to people about it. Do you know I have an iPhone X? Do you know I have an iPhone X? You will see it too. When they ask you, where is the iPhone X? Where, where is it? Where is, the, where is it? Now, if I have land in Accra, or I have land in Kumasi, and I meet you today and I tell you I have a land, and you ask me, where is it? What do I do? I just show you the papers. And then say, I have the evidence is the papers I have. So I just show you the papers. Oh, this is it. The portion marked with red is mine. Whether you know the location or not, it has my name on it. That's why people are able to deceive people with sale of land. Because they give you fake papers. Because as long as the papers is as good as a land, does land look like paper? Is land paper? Have you seen a land that is like when you enter the land, it's just paper? There's nothing like the paper and the land are not the same. However, the paper gives evidence of the fact that you have a land. Now, what is the evidence that we have as Christians concerning what we've prayed for and received? The word of God. The scriptures. And the act of showing them the scriptures and seeing that I be, I, this is what I have, okay, is called faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you say, I'm healed. Maybe you are having some wild blood disease. And you saw some scriptures in the Bible. For instance, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Look at 1 Peter 2, 24. I'm just trying to show you the practical sides of it. Yeah. Like, don't be a hope type of... Or you, you be hope. You pray till you die. Have you seen some before? People pray. Christians are praying. No, no answer. No result. Father, give me money. What money? What type? Is it Naira, Kobo? Ghana, cities, dollars? Which one is it? We don't know. He doesn't know. You are not specific. You must be specific. Father, I want this. At this time. And you pray for it. You receive it in your prayer. You, wait, you stand up giving thanks. 
You stand up giving thanks. Whenever that thing comes to your mind, you thank God. Thank you, Father, that this thing is settled in Jesus' mighty name. It was settled on that day. It's done to your glory. Hallelujah. The devil bring it to your mind. You say, oh. That's, so the fight that we fight as Christians is called the fight of faith. What's the fight of faith? The fight of faith is when the devil wants to take that thing away from you that you don't have it. That thing, you don't have it. Even the time has passed. Because sometimes the time can pass. You don't have it. If you had it, it would have showed up by now. But the same Bible says that he that believeth shall not make haste. And they that trusted in the Lord shall be as what Mount Zion, which cannot and shall not be moved. Hey! Is there a message? So let's say you are not feeling well. You have some strange blood disease. Something. All you need to do is to look for evidence. Look for evidence. That is why you must be a Christian who is into the Bible. If you are a Christian who is not into the Bible, you will not have any evidence. You will not even know where the evidence is or what you can use for yourself. Never. You will not know. Who is in his own self? He's talking about Jesus Christ. Let's, let's, let's see if verse 23 so we understand him. Who, when he was reviled, he's talking about Jesus. He says, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Then he says, who, Jesus, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. So as far as God is concerned, you were healed the day the sickness came. The day the sickness came, you were healed. Now, it is up to you to appropriate what God has said. How do you appropriate what God has said? Faith! You have to catch these things. It is a principle that you cannot do without. Because our very foundation as Christians is based on faith. Why do do we need to learn about faith? Why do you need faith? Why do you need to understand how faith works? Because, number one, write number one down. Because, I just tried to define faith for you. I don't know if I did a good job. Okay, so now I'm showing you why you need faith. Okay? Why faith? Because, number one, you can't be saved without faith. <laughs> you can't be saved without faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Has Jesus died on the cross of Calvary? Has he saved the whole world? The Bible says that he bought the field. Okay? Yeah, he bought the whole field. He bought the field because of the treasure inside the field. As far as God is concerned, everybody in the world is saved. Legally speaking, because he's purchased everybody's salvation. For God so loved God, that is why he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. When it comes to the giving side, he has done it. For God so loved God, that is why he gave. His love has provided. Isn't it? For God so loved the world. That is why he gave. He has given. So actually God is not trying to give salvation to anybody. He has given it. Their problem is that they don't believe in what he has given. That is why they never have access to it. So believing of faith is the junction between what God has done and it's becoming real in your life. You did, Bob. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing. God is doing, it's not doing. God is resting on. When Jesus said it is finished. He meant it. It was really finished. On God's side, everything was finished. Now, it is on your side to believe what he has done in Christ. And access it. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have 
everlasting life. When you believe, the next thing that happens is that you have everlasting life. Now, go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, where, where we're supposed to read. He says, for by grace are you saved. What is grace? Grace is God's own. What God does. For, for God to love the world. That is why he gave. That portion is called grace. Have you it? For by grace are you saved. Then you appropriate it for yourself through something called faith. What is faith? I believe in what God has said because I have the evidence in the letters. I have the evidence in the letters in the Bible. So, it says, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Through faith, even though it is the gift of God, you cannot have it until you have expressed yourself in faith. So, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. He says that, but what's here that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. He says, but what's here from verse 8? But what's here that the word is in thy mouth, is, in, is, is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Next verse. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So faith is broken into two aspects. Believing and speaking. You speak what you believe. You speak what you believe. Then you have access to what God has provided by grace. For by grace are you saved. Yet it is through faith. Why? Because even though God has done it, you need faith to access it. How do you use faith to access it? You believed what did you believe? You believed in the word of God that we preached to you. That is why, drop down, go to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. If you don't hear the word of God, you don't have any business having, because you wouldn't have any evidence. There's no evidence because there's no word of God. A lot of people are trying to use their human faith. It is not God. You, don't, you didn't get that from God. Whatever it is that you are believing God for, it's not from God. There's no evidence in God's letters. Do you understand? There's no evidence in God's letters. You've not been able to put it together. So, I mean, we don't know what you're talking about. The angels don't understand. So then faith cometh. How does faith come? Faith come by the way. Do you see? So go up again. Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Unto salvation. You believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth. What do you believe with your heart? You believe what the word of God has said. What God has said. Because by believing what God has said, faith comes to you. When you hear what God is saying, faith is coming to you. And as faith comes to you, when you believe it and you put it to work by confessing, you have it. Hallelujah. So without faith, it's impossible to be saved. That is why you need faith. In other, it's not just salvation with respect to the born again experience. It's salvation with respect to anything in your life. Because there are two, words, two major words for salvation in the Bible. Okay, that's what sozo and then soteria. Hallelujah. Soteria has to do with accessing all the beautiful things that Christ has done. God has done in Christ Jesus for you. 
There's nothing in salvation that you can access without faith. It's not possible. Healing is part of soteria, of salvation. Deliverance is part of salvation. Glory is part of salvation. Health is part of salvation. Prosperity is part of soteria. Everything is part of soteria. Now, to access all those things, you need faith. Because the first thing which has to do with your, the salvation of your soul starts with your faith. Starts with believing in what God has said. For by grace are you saved. Through faith. So faith is important. Why must I have faith? I must have faith because without faith I can't be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two. You can't live for God without faith. Number two. You can't live for God without faith. You'll be saved. But you realize that you cannot live for him. You cannot live for him. You cannot live for God without faith. Why? Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Let's read from 16 to 17. Romans 1 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone what? that believe it. Have you seen it? It is to everyone that believe it. Confirming the first point. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17. For therein, for in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The word just is righteous ones. My righteous ones shall live by faith. Without faith, you cannot live for God. Without faith, you cannot live in the realm of the spirit. You drop out. A lot of Christians have dropped out. Why? Because they, they are not putting their faith to work. Your very existence, you understand living? Living includes breathing. Isn't it? Eating. They, they call it life processes. How many are they? What are the life processes that we have? Seven life processes. The number one is what? Respiration. Number two. Do you understand respiration? Breathing. Without breath. It is number one because without breath, none of the other ones can function. Am I lying? Without respiration, none, none of that can. So without faith, you can't breathe in the spirit. You can't breathe in God. You can't breathe in salvation. That's why a lot of Christians are trying to catch their breath. <gasps> they are choking in their own spirit. <gasps> I don't feel God anymore. We don't feel God. We have faith in God. Do you understand? You say, you say, God is not talking to me. God, we don't, God does, it's not like that. It's not like normal one. It's faith. You want God to talk to you? You receive God's word by faith. I have not seen with my eyes. I have not heard him with my ear. But I believe in what his word has said. As his word is talking, it is God who is talking to me. Shabalaba. Regabalaba. I live with what he has said. Finish. My just one shall live by faith. What's the other life process? Digestion. Eating. Hmm? And having the food becoming a part of you. If there's no digestion, you cannot grow. Isn't it? Uh-huh. That is why one of the points I'm going to mention is that without faith, it is impossible to grow in the Lord. You cannot grow in the Lord. Let me add that point to this one so that we just, because we're talking about digestion, we just have that, okay? 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. So, brothers and sisters, it's important to strengthen your boats and nuts concerning faith. Or else you, you are just moving around. Anything can just happen to you. Anything can just happen to you. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Your faith groweth exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Your faith groweth exceedingly. So, without faith, you cannot grow. 
Do you understand? Without faith, you cannot grow. Your faith groweth exceedingly. Why is your faith growing exceedingly? Because your faith is pulling you on every side. It's like faith is like the meal for a human being to grow. For instance, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone. Isn't it? But by what? Everywhere. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why did he say that? He says man shall not live by bread alone. Why does man need bread to live? To grow. Without food, you can't grow. And if you are not growing, what will happen to you? If you are not growing, what does it mean? You are dying. Isn't it? If you are not growing, what does it mean? If you are not growing, you are dying. So Jesus said, man shall not live. It's, a, it's an Old Testament scripture. It's in Deuteronomy. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why? Because as you take the word, the word is the meal for faith. Remember, he says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. So as you take in the word, hum, like that, you are taking in faith. Faith is like the energy or the vitamins, the nutrients and all those things in the meal that you just took. That causes you to grow. You did bad what I tried to. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's in Deuteronomy 8, 30. It says, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Did that did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only. God gave them manna so that they will know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, that man lived. If you go into the you realize that the manna is actually the word of God. Hey! It's a very serious thing. God gave them manna to signify and to show that you don't, man does not have to live and exist only by food. Like man is not natural only. Food sustains the natural life. But there's another food that sustains the life of the spirit. It is called the word of God. So what feeds your spirit is the word of God. That is why when you serve your spirit one cold meal a week, one Sunday morning service, you become a weak person. Look at all, the, all those of you who came for the camp. Because you were listening to the word over and over and over and over. You come morning session. Eight hours to like 12, 30 or 1. You go on break for one hour or one and a half hours. You come back two. All the way to five. Five to seven. Break. Seven all the way to 10, 30, 11, something. Word, word, word. I don't know whether you noticed what was happening to you. It's like you were becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like you, you felt like you wanted to fly. Like, ah, it's like God is nice. It's like you become, you are healthy. You are just, your, 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 your eyes and your ears are like this. It's like a, a thing is like, bing. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about. Why? Because you were eating. You were having a buffet of the word. A banquet of the word. A banquet of the spirit. Yeah. So if you're a Christian and you just feed your spirit one day in a week. Have you tried that before? Have you eaten physically? Once a week. Sunday afternoon, you go for Omutu because you like Omutu after Omutu special after church. That's all you eat. You eat Omutu special after church and then it's finished. You say bye bye to food. Bye bye, food. Bye bye, Mr. Omutu. Bye bye, Mr. Palm nut soup or granola soup. See you next week. And then you are moving around. You are moving around. Moving around. Doing everything. Working. Talking. Moving. You know, it takes energy to talk. That's why you can talk and feel hungry. Yeah. Just talking. You are talking. You are moving. You are doing all kinds of things. By evening, you realize that you are hungry again. And you must eat again. Now, if you don't eat again, if you don't eat in the evening, and you wait till morning, and you don't eat, by Monday evening, do you know that you may not be able to talk much? 
Do you know that when they ask you, how are you? You say. <laughs> Even lifting your hand will be difficult. You do this. Do you know why sick people become weak? Because they don't eat. So you are advised to eat when you are sick. Because when you are eating, strength will come. You can do some one or two things. Movement is not possible. Locomotion is not possible when there is no food. I did some fasting some time ago. We, we fasted for seven days. No food. No physical food. <laughs> it was spiritual food. Hallelujah. We were just eating granuts. We did three days. Three day. After the three days, we just drank water. Okay? Without eating. Three days. Like, not 12 hours, 12 hours, 3 hours. Like, 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours, 3. So you sleep with the hunger. You sleep with the hunger. You sleep with the hunger again. Do you know, I was just drinking water. Do you know that after the three days, we couldn't move. Like, we had to crawl like snakes to go and find food. We just crawl like that. On the floor. So that you can, you can touch food. Why? Because there's no food in the system. Yeah. Isn't it a shock? Uh-huh. Just as you become so weak and hence cannot participate in any life process because you are not eating or breathing. Hmm? Spiritually speaking, you cannot exist. You cannot live. Okay, for the just shall live by faith. You cannot live as a righteous man. You cannot live as a child of God without faith. It's not possible. You'll be crawling like this, like a snake. That's why a lot of Christians are weak. The devil comes in and does whatever he wants at will. Your business is not working. Why? Because your spirit is weak. Your spirit man who sustains everything around you is weak. Your marriage is not working. Why? Because your spirit man is weak. Your spirit man will make you pleasant and communicate pleasantness to your wife is not there. Or to your husband is not there. It's weak. Weak, 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 weak. Why? No food. Because faith is the nutrients that come. As you hear the word, the word of God is the carbohydrates or the meats. It could be coconut. Hey! It's serious though. You see Christians, nothing is working. Have you seen some before? He's a Christian, but he's a bad advert for Christianity. Bad advert for Christianity. Nothing is working. Plagued with sickness. Plagued with disease. Financial problems constantly. What else? No joy. There are Christians who have bitter spirits. No joy. Yeah. No joy. Every time we are... Just on their own. Nobody's talking to them. Small thing now, they're annoying. I've been seeing someone who has not eaten for a long time. You annoy him very easily. Very, very easily. When you say hello, hey. Look for food for me and then we can start talking. Look for food for me. Has your father seen your father angry in the house because of food before? He's angry. Hey! When the food comes and eats, hey, so what are you saying? Yeah, it's a sign. It's a sign. No word entered. You have not been hearing the word. So nutrients are not coming in. Energy is not coming because the carbohydrate brings you energy. Yeah, the proteins brings you energy. Yeah. 
The vitamins make you become healthy. How do you get all those things? Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to live. Hmm? The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. There are other ones in Hebrews that you can find. Hebrews chapter 10. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Let's read verse 36. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. All these things are things I'm supposed to talk about. For yet a little while, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Next verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. It's not mentioned just once in the Bible or twice. It's more than three times. The just. Are you the just? Are you a child of God? You cannot live. I am telling you. It won't work. You struggle. So faith is something you must want to know about. Don't you want to know about food? And what types of food you can eat to be healthy? You don't want that. You want that, right? Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. You must want to know the word. So that you can be healthy as a child of God. So that you can live as a child of God. What other life process is there? Reproduction. Uh, excretion. Some wastes cannot live your life. Some wastes cannot live your life. Yeah. Because you are in this world, you have all kinds of things coming. Yeah. Some songs are entering. Some porn is passing by you. Even when you don't want to hear it or see it. You see it somewhere. When you pick your phone, uh, the devil will tell you. X. So she be a check. The devil will ask you, hasn't it been long since you watched some? It's just a question. It's been a long time since you watched it. Oh, you've been, you just returned from a camp. All those five days you weren't watching any. Hey, hey. Some waste must live your life. Without faith, waste cannot live your life. You need faith to say, brother, but I won't be able how do you say all that I said in English? Some Nigerians are in the church. And then some foreigners are in the church. Oh, I'm done. I'll watch again. By the grace of God. I'll watch it. You need faith to be able to say that. Your faith must rise at that particular moment to say that. So that you can remove that waste from your life. Yeah. Are you seeing how important faith is? This is a month of faith. I'm going to strengthen my faith. Tell me, I'm going to strengthen my faith. How do we do that? It means that you have to expose yourself to the word of God. Not just any word. Understand? Specific words. Depending on what you want to do. Which part of your life you want to strengthen. Maybe you want to become more spiritual. Get series on spiritual maturity. We have them. Plenty. Plenty. You want to work on your finances. Get scriptures on finances in the church. Get scriptures on faith and putting your faith to work in finances. Yeah. You want to know God more. Get scriptures on the Holy Spirit. Just see that your spirit is being fed. It's being fed. It's like potato chips and chicken wings. With pepper all around. As you're just you're just chewing that. That's Holy Ghost. Like you realize you're becoming nourished. Number one. Number three. You can't walk. The Christian walk without faith. You can't walk. So it's one of the life processes, isn't it? Walking. You cannot walk. You cannot walk the Christian walk without faith. Why faith? Because, number one, you can't be saved without faith. 
Number two, you can't live for God without faith. And I mentioned, I think I mentioned number three, you can't grow, isn't it? Without, and I, I just explained it, so if I don't talk about it again, I'll explain it. Oh. You can't walk the Christian walk without faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> we walk by faith. Let's amplify that. Eh? For we walk by faith, regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy favor. Thus we walk not by sight or appearance. Hallelujah. Do you know you cannot walk without light? If there's no light, no matter how much energy you have inside you, if the place is dark, do you know how you're walking? You walk feeling things. Have you seen a blind man walking before? You have to feel things. Or else, if you want to walk like you walk in the day, ah, you enter heaven right now. Is it true? Yeah. There's no light and you're coming. Maybe you are just heading towards the wall or the pillar with full speed. You are chasing somebody. Hey, Louisa! Boom! <laughs> Is that what will happen to you? And what will happen to you? By your own force, you will, by your, your own force, you will kill yourself by your own by your own self. Yes. <laughs> he says, "Well, we walk by faith and not by sight." Do you know how people some people are living in life? John eight twelve. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, "I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life." Who is Jesus? I am the way. The truth and the life. John 1.1 1, 1, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was, with God, was God. John 1.14 And the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. Jesus is the word. So when Jesus was saying that. Listen. I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness. But shall have the light of life. What was he saying? What was Jesus saying? Without the word of God. You will walk without light. And because you are walking without light, you will kill yourself. That's why, so, you see, walking by faith is against walking by your senses, by your sensory perceptions. That is why, when there's no faith, you have someone making a choice, a decision, because of what he's seeing, and what he's hearing, and what he's feeling. You will see the young lady with big hips. You just make a decision with your sensory perceptions. With your eyes, with your ears, with your flesh, with your legs, you just decide. With your mind, with your desires. This girl is nice. And she's gentle-spirited. You now, you have deducted that she's a gentle-spirited person. The way she prays in church. When you make your decision by some, the way someone prays in church, you made a, you've made a very big mistake. Maybe the person's praying because he has a lot of problems. That's why he's asking, God, welcome me, Lord. And you, you, you have just seen the prayer, so you will say, oh, that's it. Let me go for it. You will see it. <laughs> hey! What a shock. She will finish you sharp. You realize that she's not a wife. She's a knife. She's a knife, not a wife. She will just be cutting you like this. And you'll be crying in your secret place. <laughs> 
Hey! And you'll be crying. Nobody will know. You'll come and say, Pastor. Hmm. When you say, Pastor, hmm, I'll say, Baba, we'll meet. We'll talk later. Hey! You don't, you don't have to make decisions like that. You don't have to live your life like that. Yeah. By sensory perceptions. Because of what you see and hear and think. For instance, you can place a permanent embargo on yourself to prospering because of what you see around you. You check your environment. My mother is here. My father is here. All my uncles are here. Nobody has handled 100,000 Ghana cities before. I will never handle one. Why did you make that decision for yourself? You may not have said it on your lips, but in your mind and in your heart. That's your state. That's your state. I will never get to this point in my life. Why? Because you are walking by evidence, sensory evidence, physical appearance. I'm from Oda Asankregoa. I'm from Asaba in Nigeria. I'm from, I'm from Delta State, where even though we have oil, there's no money. So you decide that it is finished. Why, where did that decision come from? And that decision is what will lead you. It will lead what type of food you eat. <laughs> to lead everything about your life. Why? Because you have decided that you will live by sensory perception. And the NLT says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. It's not seeing that is believing. It is believing that is seeing. Yeah, some people say, well, seeing is believing. Like if I can see it with my eyes. What you are saying is that you want to depend on your physical eyes. But does your future, have you seen your future before? Did you see your future yesterday? That means you have no future. Because you've not seen your future, you don't have a future. You have no business living. You should die. Because you have made up your mind that seeing is believing. Unless I see it, I will not believe it. No, you don't need to live your life along that line. Thomas wanted to see before he believed. Jesus said, Jesus, when Jesus resurrected, and they were telling him that Jesus resurrected, people had seen him and were giving him, they, people had seen him, you don't need to see, people had seen, and were giving you word of what they had seen. That's how the gospel is. People saw him, and they gave us word concerning what they saw. You will say that, unless I see him, I will not believe. And then Jesus appeared to him, and he told him, Thomas, Feel my palms. Put your hand into my side where they pierced me and believe. Then Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Meaning that now I believe. Then Jesus said that blessed are they which I have not seen but yet believe. So as soon as you walk in the dimension of faith, blessings are yours. Yeah, yeah, it's the automatic blessing starts following you because you are now living in faith. Not by what you see or by what you hear. No. One day we went for a camp. I was sitting in the room. It was a camp in Accra. I was sitting in the room, waiting for to go and preach. The one, one of our brethren pushed the door open, came in and said, Pastor, they've had an accident. I said, they will never have an accident. Nobody will die in Jesus' name. I rejected what he said immediately. And nobody died. Nobody had a broken bone. Nothing. They all came. They went to the hospital and came back to the camp that same day. Because if I had depended on what I was hearing, I would have been in trouble. It would, be, it would have become real. Sometimes your mother will respond to you. You know we are poor people. Oh, it's good advice. Don't behave like we've never heard some of this advice. Yeah, you, you know we don't, we don't have much. So when you go to school, be very careful. If you don't have rich friends, how would you become rich? If you have poor friends, how would you become poor? Who will help you? 
Oh, you don't understand. Uh But that's the advice that goes around. Hallelujah. And as you can hear something, they say the government is not employing this year. Hey, I will never have unemployment this year. You should know that you have just stamped the ticket. Yes. I was employed by the government during the year when the government was not employing. Yeah. 2010. Late. His Excellency Atamil late. May God bless his soul, rest his soul. Said that, oh, we are not employing this year. That same year, by March, I was employed. By the government, by the same government. Right? I'm not working on their calendar. I'm working on the calendar of God. I'm working on the calendar of God. What, which calendar are you functioning by? God's calendar or man's calendar? So it's either you are walking and living your life by faith or you are walking and living your life, making progress in life. You can either make progress in life by physical things or make progress in life by spiritual things, by the word of God. You understand? Why did I start this church? Because God told me start it. There was nothing around me that showed to start the church. Everything around me said, don't do it. Look at your house. What do you know in the Bible? Who are you? Leave it for the older people. Everything around me was speaking to me loudly enough. But I decided that I will not live my life or make progress. To walk means to make progress. I will not progress into my future with what I'm seeing. I will progress into my future with what God is saying. Has the church worked? Has worked. Still working. We walk by faith. So God will tell you, go to the market. Buy Gary and start selling. Your environment will tell you, Gary sellers are poor people. What is on this that you have gone to school that you want to sell Gary? Gary. What will your mother say? There are plenty of people selling Gary. There are plenty of people. What do you even know about Gary? Ghana. How many people is Gary in Ghana? You will be throwing your prosperity away because you have decided to make progress into the future, not by what God is saying, but by what your mind and by what things and people are saying. You cannot live. It's not possible. You cannot walk with God without faith. It's not possible. Faith is what to make you make some decisions today. That will cause your future to be excellent. The word of God brings you light that human beings do not have. It brings you a different kind of light that human beings do not have. Jesus is that light. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. I normally do an example with this when I'm talking about this. I'll tie someone's eyes and I'll tell the person to find, you should go and find something in the church. And let's see if you can find it. That is where a lot of us have slow, it's like slow progress. You are going forward in life. Like the years are coming. You were 25, now you are 26. You were 30, now you are 31. You are progressing. But you're progressing in life. Okay? It's natural progressing in life. There's no spiritual change or there's no impact. Your life is not making any impact. Why? Because all your decisions are based on what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Who said what? That is why I don't listen to radio much. 
the more you listen to radio, the more you hear voices. The more those voices determine how your life is going to be because you naturally and normally go along that line. I prefer to listen to messages so that those, I don't know what is happening. If I want to know what's happening in the country, I go online. Now I can choose what I want to hear and what I want to read. By radio, this one, people are saying what they want to say because they've been paid by one person or the other. The red budget, everything has increased. I don't know about it. All I know is that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Not according to the government's money. The government has the government given you money since you came. What is your problem? Why are you behaving like they give you food? Yeah, push and make something for your life. Use God's word. Push. Progress in life. Without faith, it's impossible to walk the work that God has called us to. Yeah. We walk by faith and not by sight. We make progress in life by faith and not by sight. Are you a child of God? The only way to make progress is by doing it by faith. I have not seen it with my eyes. I have not heard it with my ears. But I've seen it in God's word. God's word is evidence for me. It's good enough. I will make that decision and go the way God wants me to go. And you will have the result. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next point. You can't please God. That's point number five, right? You can't please God without faith. This is point number five. You can't please God without faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. You can't please God. When we say pleasing somebody, do you understand it? What does it mean? Sorry? Making the person happy. Doing what the person likes. What else? Is there a reward for... Are there people in your life you must make happy? Are there people in your life you can... You must, someone like your boss, for instance. You must make your boss happy. Isn't it? If you're not making your boss happy, what, what will happen to you? you get the sack. There are some people you just can't but make them happy. Because your life is dependent on them of somewhat. Do you have to please your father and your mother? Especially when you're younger. When you need school fees to go to school. <laughs> Can you tell your father? Foolish man. You don't respect. You don't respect. What do you think will happen to you? You will be on mourn. He will put you back into his stomach. <laughs> Is it true? Will your school be paid? No matter how good your father is. You will sleep outside. Is it true? You will sleep outside. The way they will beat me, they will beat me. I mean, my house is beating was a very good thing for us. We were bad boys, so we needed to be beaten. Charlie? The Bible says that spare reproof and a rod from the child. And he will not grow in wisdom. Hey. So it is wisdom. You, you are giving a child wisdom by stripes. One lash is wisdom one, 101. Two lash, wisdom 102. Two, three, wisdom 103. Hey. I'm not saying kill your son. No. I didn't say that. Correct. Correct means that when it goes wrong, then you correct. Not when he's even doing well, then you are correct. You are, what, what kind of correction is that? You are beating you for you are beating for the future against the future. <laughs> when you are going to travel, then you come. You call him, hey, come. Sure, sure. I said, Daddy, why? He said, Oh, I'm beating you for all the times that I will not be around when you mess up. What kind of a father are you? Do you like my message? Do you like my stories? The stories are to help you understand and remember what I'm saying. So don't say the man is saying too many stories. Jesus always says stories. 
A certain man. A certain man. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. God is also someone you need to please. Why? Major person you need to please. Why do you think you need to please God? Let's analyze it. Why do you think you need to please God? He gave you life. Your future is in his hands. Your future is not your father's hands. Your future is in his hands. He's your boss. The breath that you're breathing. If there was a meter by it, you would have paid $150 million in the, in the next few seconds. If I was the one selling oxygen. Hmm? Anything we need is in abundance. Anything we need is in abundance. If we were charged for it, we'll be in trouble. You need water. It's in abundance. We need air. It's in abundance. We need food. It's in abundance. When human beings start touching it, then it becomes a problem. When human beings start controlling it, then it becomes a problem. It's always a problem when human beings get involved with what God has decided for everybody to have. Yeah. That's why economies and all that. Their land is there. Earth is big. It's big. But because human beings are inside, you can't just go and build your house anywhere. You should have been able to build houses anywhere. Nobody would have complained about anything. We would not have a place. The world is big enough to contain all of us. But because of human beings. Because of selfishness. Someone wants to have 70. So that someone will not have any. Hey! You need to please God. Tell anybody you need to please God. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to please God. There are benefits of it. When you please your boss, what happens? Promotion, pay rise, resources, chilling, moment, bonuses, 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 referrals. Is it true? Yeah. If you are your father's pet, what happens? They can't say, Anuma or Ben, Papa, no. The child who is closest to the father or mother is the one who chooses the grasshopper's ties. When the grasshopper, because it's the mother or the father that will catch the grasshopper. When she catches the grasshopper like that, the chick, the small chick, cannot catch it. Isn't it? It's the mother who catches it. She catches it like that. When she catches it, the one who is closest to her is the one who gets the tie of the grasshopper. So that chick needs to please the mother and be around. Be around, always sticking close. In the same way, when you're sticking close to God and pleasing Him, things you didn't ask for, <laughs> things you didn't ask for, places you never thought you would go, you would never go to, you would just, the baby's will just be yours. The tie of the grasshopper will be yours because you are sticking closer. But if you're not pleasing Him, you'll be far away. He has to throw things to you and someone else will catch it. But when you're close, if he's going to America, you, you are like a sandbag. As it's going, you, you just sit in the plane with him. And then you are gone. That's why you need to please God. When you please God, things fall on your laps like ripe cherries. You don't need to struggle. You don't struggle for things. Obviously, a child struggling for... A, a, a child whose father is a billionaire. Dollar billionaire. Struggling for uh, soap. To bath. Or toothpaste to brush. Tea roll. Or food. No, that, that billionaire will be insulted by the public yeah. because, ah, look at your child. Mm-hmm. You see, people are insulting God for his children. Why? Because his children don't please him. Why? Because they don't work by faith. The way to please God is by faith. 
They don't pay their tithe because they don't have faith that the tithe, what God has said about the tithe, will come to pass. They don't believe it. So faith is important. And this month, we are going to be walking by faith to the glory of God. How do you walk by faith? Get the word. Isn't it? Believe the word. What it means is that you must allow the word of God to come to you. Someone. This idea of the word, right? What it means is that you must get the word of God into you constantly. As the word of God is coming to you, faith is coming to you. And as faith comes into you, you see that you are walking by faith. You are living by faith. Hmm? You are pleasing God because you are walking in faith. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. For without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. Let's read that. Wait, this is what we are supposed to read, right? King James, uh, Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. To please God. Then he puts what? A colon there. What does colon mean? Colon means what we are coming to read explains what we just said. Are you seeing it? For without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, he exists, and believe that he is a rewarder. So pleasing God moves you into rewarding or rewards. When you please God, rewards is what attends to you. How do you please God? By faith. In other words, whatever you say, I believe it. Because I know that you exist. And I know that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. Pleasing God has to do with diligently seeking him. Being around. Wanting to be with him every time. Is that not so? Wanting to be with him every time. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of all them that diligently seek him. If you want to please your boss, when he calls you at 12 a.m., you not take the call and see this. Hello? Will you do that? When you see the call coming, hey, hello, boss, is everything okay? Yes, sir. He will say, I want you to come and come and take money and buy something for me. Okay, sir, I'm coming. You cut the call. You don't ask any questions. You don't look at your wife, nothing. You just sit in the car park. You are gone. You go and settle him. Why? I want to please my boss. Why? Because when the day of reward starts coming, probably when you, you know that when you buy that thing for him, if he gave you 100 Ghana cities and the thing cost 5 Ghana cities, the 95 Ghana cities is yours. Will you go if you know that? You will go sharp. Even if he's calling you are in a plane and he's calling you, you just take a parachute and come down. <laughs> you tell the pilot, hey, slow down, break, break, I'm coming. You just open the plane, just come down, park, park in the air and let me get down. Why? Because you know the benefits of pleasing the guy. So you do anything. Anything. There's a reward. There's a reward. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. You must believe that he's a rewarder. I see the Lord rewarding you. Because you'll be seeking him. You'll be a seeking type of Christian. Yeah. Do you know where to see God from? How to see God? Through his word. You enter his word. You want to know more about him. Why? Because you want to please him. Why? Because you know the benefits of pleasing him. The more you open it and read it and study it and read it and study it. You read, you read again. You say, ah, you are too good. You are too nice. You give him fans. You worship him. God, God bless you. God, God bless God. God, God, you are too much. The more you say that, you, say, you tell Michael, Michael, are you seeing my son? It's too much. Take some seven cars to him right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know someone who received 90 cars in one day. A man of God, he received 90 cars in one day on his birthday. Why? He's a pleaser of God. He's a pleaser of God and he's not foolish. Will you drive 90 cars? That same day, he dashed all the cars to other people who needed it. Dashed it to other people who needed it. The reason why people are struggling is because they are not pleasing God. They are not pleasing God. When he calls you, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. back. You know, in Ghana, we say meba. When someone calls you, come. The response is that I'm coming, but you'll be going. Have you seen some people? Oh, I, like if the person is calling from here, I'm coming. Then you are going the opposite direction. Hallelujah. You are going the opposite direction. I said I'm coming. Ah, what is your problem? But you are going to the other side. They say, come here. You are going to the other side. Nothing will happen. You don't have what you're supposed to have. It's a sign that you don't respect God. But when God calls you, in the morning you wake up, then he speaks to you. Read Romans chapter 5, verse 17. I'm coming. Then you take your toothbrush. Read Romans 5, 17. I'm coming. Then you go and see that on the toilet. Probably Romans chapter 5, verse 17 is what you need for that day. That will cause what you have been praying for for a long time to come to you. Because you didn't mind him. Say, I'll be a seeker of God. I'll be a seeker of God. I'll please God all the days of my life. Rise up and just thank God for what He has shared with you and what He has showed you. In Jesus' name. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.